I'm Garrett. And I'm Casey from Gamer Public Radio, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts on GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. What tech at CES blew us away? Deadpool 2 hitting theaters earlier while John Wick hits the small screen and much more. So grab your spoons because the soup is served. And welcome to the Digital Soup, episode 57, the only podcast that Marcus Williams can actually tackle. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, let's get right into this here. Joining me in the Digital Soup virtual studio is Adam and usually Dave. How goes it, gentlemen? Good, good. We'll just say skull. Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to get through this because let's let's talk about some Vikings here, guys. Uh, right. This is a tech podcast, but you know we're all Vikings fans, so we gotta. There was a yeah. lot of tech at that game yesterday, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we tech. are still on fire for this game. And Oof. as someone who just casually watches sports ball, I did watch the game start to finish. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I was. You actually blew my mind when you said that because I figured you'd be, you know, off like you know, coding some app or something instead. You <laughs> nerd. Yeah, I was eating some apps <laughs> while I was watching the game. Oh, were you at uh, Applebee's? <laughs> no, was at uh, my Houselbees. Let's get it. Let's get it straight. The Vikings oh, yeah. are in the NFL in general, but especially the Vikings. They prefer Buffalo Wild Wings over Applebee's. I'm just saying. Oh, true. Where where does this come from? I I'm, I'm not following you. From the Vikings radio network. Ah, uh, okay. Oh. See, we don't get that over here. And aha, losers. And <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings is vastly <laughs> superior when it comes to apps compared to Applebee's, in my opinion. True, true. I do like Buffalo Wild Wings, but I do like the um, Applebee's general menu because it does have a lot more variety. Mm-hmm. We eat a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings because my wife goes crazy over it, and I basically wind up with just a uh, burger because mm. they don't have all the, you know, they don't have all the fish and all that kind of stuff. You're not a wing guy? Oh, no. I don't eat the wings at all, so I go to Buffalo Wild Wings for the burgers. Yeah. I, I like boneless wings, but I, I hate chicken wings, to be honest. I feel like I'm I am on my own up. island here because I love their chicken wings. I don't. Um, I don't want to eat any chicken wings. Let's, let's talk about the emotional roller coaster oh of the Vikings God. because the three of us were texting back and forth together, and then apparently Jason's getting. <laughs> he's watching a, a little bit late compared to us as far as yeah. his stream. Unlike, unlike these two guys, I actually have to work for a living, so I was currently at my job and I was streaming it via Hulu. And uh, I found out uh, via text messages from these two guys that I was about five minutes behind their feed. (laughs) So uh, needless to say, especially when it got down to uh, the wire there, I actually turned my phone off. Um, I I silenced it, I should say, and turned it upside down, but it still vibrated. At my work, we had about, I would say there's about eight of us that were all just hanging around the office off and on. We hung around for the last, you know, 10 minutes of play definitely not not gameplay but actual physical time mm-hmm. and uh we would not leave that office because like you guys said it was a roller coaster oh. but i gotta tell you here we are you know five minutes out before the end of the game so we had what maybe about uh two minutes left of gameplay something like that my phone is blowing up 
And it's because these two guys already know what we haven't seen yet because, you know, the time zones and warps and, you know, uh, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, but all we said was, what? Yeah. No well, I didn't even look at that. I didn't see any of that till after oh, okay. it was over. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we here's some actual text that went back and forth between Dave and I. Uh-oh. I'm pacing right now. And then, no. And then, <laughs> ah. And then I might puke. And then, uh, so... It, quarter one, <laughs> fantastic. First quarter, you know, we're, we're dominating. Everyone's yep. excited. First half, yeah, cautious really. optimi- uh, cautious optimism. Yep. Second half, very similar to the first. We're, and then somebody got somebody at the Saints. They must have had some kind of pep talk in between. And well, they come out. <laughs> what it was is the Vikings come out in the second half. They start driving there on a long drive. And Case Keenum, if I remember right, throws up a horrible floater pass that gets picked off. Mm-hmm. Saints score a touchdown on that drive, and suddenly it's seventeen seven, and everyone, yep. everyone in the stadium and around Minnesota, we've had our hearts broken so many times. Everyone <laughs> thought, "Oh boy, here we go." Saints it's go on to score, yeah. Saints, and then it kept it, going, yeah, seventeen fourteen, and then they kicked the. Did they didn't tie it up? Did they? No, they we we kicked a field goal, so it was twenty to fourteen. Was that the one where Forbath had to kick it twice? I think so, yeah. And then, if I remember right, we went up twenty to fourteen, and then Saints score another touchdown. They're up twenty-one twenty. At this point, we're maybe five minutes left in the game. Yep. And then all heck breaks loose, where just crazy plays. The Saints take the lead, twenty-four. Was it twenty-four to twenty-three? Yep. And it looks like the Vikes are doomed. I mean, they were desperation mode. They get the ball back. They've got less than a minute, no timeouts, and first two plays are just incomplete passes, duds. They don't get anything going. And then, in the craziest play, if you guys haven't seen this, you need <laughs> yep. to look it up. In the they last throw 10 a, seconds. Yeah, they throw this desperation pass out to Stefan Diggs, who, by all rights, should have been tackled and stopped right there. Time runs out. Vikings go home for the year. Saints yep. go on in the playoffs. But the the cornerback for the Saints or the safety, I forget which it was, comes in to make this hit, misses completely, and takes out the other Saints player that's in the vicinity. Yeah, Stefan well, Diggs turns around and can't believe it because he was expecting to get just pasted on that. Uh, exactly. And I thought he was going to run out of bounds right away with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he spun, almost overspun right out of bounds, and he hoofed it to the end zone. That stadium just erupted. That's I erupted in my house, too, just screaming. Right. Oh, yeah. As anybody that was in the office can attest to this, as soon as you know Diggs caught that ball, I am screaming at the top of my lungs, get out of bounds! Get out of bounds! <laughs> because they snapped that ball with 10 seconds. So we were down to about, when he grabbed the ball, I bet you it was around two seconds. So I'm like, get out of bounds, not realizing that there is just daylight in front of this guy. Yeah. So I'm so glad he didn't listen to me. Oh. So I, I, this is an interesting story. Um, my One of my neighbors works down at the Mall of America, and he told me that he was there last night during the game, and he said, you can tell when, it, when they won because all of a sudden you could just hear people just screaming in the mall, and he thought maybe there was a terrorist attack going on. <laughs> just people were, and, and if you look at the video, like the sideline video on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you, you're going to go look, at, you could just hear the crowd. As soon as, he, as, soon as Diggs catches that ball, the crowd lights up, but then as soon as they realize that he's going for that touchdown, oh man, does it just amplify? 
I'm oh, still yeah. pumped up about this today, and I barely know sports ball. <laughs> I know I was I was watching in a hotel. My wife was at a conference, and they had the game on during their conference, especially towards the end there. And I'm in this hotel room, so I'm thinking I got to stay quiet this whole game. So I'm kind of like, oh yes, but I'm not yelling or nothing. I mean, a lot of clenched fists, a lot of tight stomach. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up when they were looking like they were gonna choke, and that play happens. And I kept it. I didn't yell or nothing because I'm in a hotel room. I'm thinking to myself, I can't Freaking yell. Freaking I yelled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was like, I got to stay quiet, you know. Meanwhile, it took me two seconds to realize the entire hotel had just erupted. <laughs> and I, I thought it was the roar of the TV. You know, I didn't have it up that loud, but I thought it was the crowd on the on the stadium, you know, from the, from the screen. And here it was out in the lobby in the hotel. Everyone in the hotel in their rooms were just screaming. And I was like, well, I guess I could have could have let loose there but yeah. at that awesome. point the moment was gone and it was just like the jumping around in the room and pumping the fist and it was so awesome so can we quickly talk about what in the heck happened with marcus williams there because if you look mm-hmm. at the slow-mo um some people there's some really hilarious nfl memes going around right now one is like prince, <laughs> Prin- prince's ghost is blocking him <laughs> but, yeah what uh, did you see the meme i created and put on facebook no or I yeah I put it on Facebook I I I, I took a screenshot of Marcus Williams and I put Minnesota Vikings MVP <laughs> oh I, I did see that I didn't know you made that I created that dude nice. who else is genius nice. enough to do something like yeah. that I don't know internet <laughs> well and here's here's the thing I'll, I'll break down a little sports ball for you he went in that that defensive player Marcus Williams went in for the hit. And he was supposedly, from everything I've heard, he's trying to hit him and keep him in bounds. So he went for a type of hit mm-hmm. that, had he connected, wouldn't okay. have necessarily brought him to the ground. It would have jarred him backwards, maybe knocked him down, but he knew he had another player right there that would have just wrapped him up, sealed the game. Oh, because he thought he was going to try to get out of bounds. Right. See, I thought maybe he was trying to avoid pass interference or something. Well, well he was... and that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Not that I know anything about sports ball. Well, if you saw the interviews with Marcus Williams, that's exactly what he said, so I know you did see it. Uh, He was trying to keep himself from getting that uh, penalty because, uh, you know, that's the last thing you want to do is uh, get a penalty to keep the game going when you're on defense at this point. I mean, we would have loved it. But uh, you you keep thinking about this whole scenario here, though. I mean, what do you do? Wait one more second, let that ball get into his hands, and then you do a wrap around tackle, hold him in bounds. I, this whole lower the shoulder, do a barrel roll into him, completely miss him and hit your own teammate. I mean, it yeah. was it was. And here's another thing. Vegas erupted. You guys heard about this, right? No. This hit the point spread. It was a five point uh, point spread, which because of this six points coming in. 29-24. It hit that. Yeah. Uh, Vegas said that they paid out only half of what they would have if it would have ended uh, at 24-23. Oh, jeez. They they oh, saved was... a buck. And I, I think Marcus Williams probably had some money on uh, the Vikings there, so that's why yeah. he uh, he no. kind of whiffed it on purpose. <laughs> I, I think you see that's a lot Adam of That's Adam from Digital Soup. No. no. <laughs> you see a lot of the, the type of hit he went for. He's getting a lot of grief over this, and I know he said and he's, he's a rookie. To... They got to lay yeah. off him, too. He, he's Come a rookie, on. and he's you know doing the right thing, trying to avoid the penalty, trying to make the big hit and, and keep him in bounds. But the thing is, if you watch football, you'll see – these cornerbacks and and defensive backs in football in the NFL, they tackle like that a lot. Where they go arms down, they try and just put a big shoulder into them and knock them down. 
and it, it doesn't work. That's why they teach when you tackle, wrap up with the arms because then they can't get away. Bad form, and it, it's something that's very common in the NFL. Our safety that got hurt with a concussion, he got knocked out cold, Andrew Sandejo, a little bit earlier mm. in the game. Yeah, He's notorious for that. He comes flying in, and he lays some lumber. The guy's a beast. But half the time, he's hitting his own teammates because he just comes in, boom, drops the shoulder, and just lights up whoever is there. And he's knocked out multiple players over the years of our own team. So it's not a not an unheard of type of uh, play or type of move that Marcus Williams went for, but sure. just amazing. I, I put it in the show notes, uh, listeners. If you're not a sports fan, if you're not a football fan, of course, you know, I can certainly skip this, but if you're at all interested in sports and you haven't seen this somehow, go listen. I've got a link here to um, SB Nation where they've got the video happening for um, the, the miracle in Minneapolis, as they're calling it. And they've got it dubbed with the radio, Vikings Radio Network announcer Paul Allen, who does a fantastic job on the radio. I usually prefer listening to him over the TV guys. And his his call of that play and is his um, co-host up there in the booth, uh, Pete Bursich, their call was just fantastic. It was just perfect. So go listen to that. You're going to love it. It's going to get you pumped up whether you're a big sports fan or not. So And here and here's the thing here is uh, the three of us here, we're big uh, Vikings fans, you know, all growing up mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But if you turned on any sports radio or sports television today, this yep. is what every single – um, sportscaster out there has been talking about today. Yeah. It was like it was the only game that played this weekend. It was, and <laughs> this is not just because I'm a Vikings fan. It was the best game of the weekend, and I watched all four of them. Like yeah. these two probably did. This was, I mean, there, there were some other close games, but this one was just amazing. Especially mm-hmm. like uh, Dave was talking about lead changes, lead, back yeah, and, forth. and, and the, the last quarter there, just back and forth, back and forth, and then this last but ten seconds left in the yep. game to yeah. do this. I mean, this. There's well, no other game this weekend that matches this. Yep. There's no other game in NFL history that's had a walk-off touchdown for a win in yep. the last 10 no, seconds. Another like record. That. Yep. That um and if oh man, if we can get by the Eagles next week, another record. The first uh team to play in the Super Bowl in their home city. Yep. We got I think do that's it. what we're th- knowing that that's kind of the future if if it's possible, you know, just Oh, because the Vikings and the Super Bowl just usually aren't something you put in the same sentence. <laughs> not um, since the seventies. <laughs> I mean, not, not in my lifetime. Right? How awesome! Wait, what, when you were know, you born? In late when were you 70s, born? Late seventies. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, it's just the thought of since Super Bowl is going to be hosted here. If the mm-hmm. Vikings were actually in it, how amazing would that be? And mm-hmm. knowing the that the outcome of this game is going to lead to the next step, you know, with NFC Championships right. to go to get towards that mark has just made that impact of that win so much more sweet. So oh, yeah. enough, enough for me and me about that, but uh, right. I just, that was great. That well, was and the, the final points on the game for me, I mean, the thing that I think for a lot of Vikings fans that they're feeling too, is that it was only back in 2009 when the saints did that to us and on a heartbreaker at the end of the game with Brett Favre in the NFC championship game. So getting mm-hmm. a little bit of revenge there. Now we go to Philly which we're playing outside, and, and it's not going to be an easy game. Philly's got a super tough defense, but the thing is, as well, loud as this... still out, so, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a benefit there. Right, but the, the thing that, that everyone's talking about, too, is imagine how loud it's going to be in there for the Super Bowl if the Vikings play at home. The reality is this game against the Saints is probably going to be, it was probably crazier and louder 
than it will be for the Super Bowl, simply because with the Super Bowl, only about 20% of the fans there are going to be actual Vikings fans. The rest of it's filled with media and celebrities and you know the the other team that's going to be in the Super Bowl. I got they're, my tickets. They're T- only twenty percent. Roughly, real? yeah, twenty, maybe thirty percent. So wow. I mean, when you figure, because it's not like they're going to fill a stadium with Vikings fans, even though it's a home game. Think of any Super Bowl you've ever seen. There's yeah, people cheering yeah. on the, either side, and it's <laughs> who, who loud. can afford the tickets. Right. I mean, so that's the that's the problem. It's a you lot of celebrities cool, and stuff. And I know I thought I was done, but um, that <laughs> Millie, that uh, this ninety nine year old Vikings. Fan, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was at this? This is like her first game, I think. Yep, she'd never uh, her been first to a Vikings game, game. She's been a fan of the Vikings for a long, long time, and they're now um, they gave her uh, free t- tickets to the Super Bowl. No matter nice. who's going to be in it, they gave this lady that. So and after all awesome. the tension in this last game, we're lucky she didn't just end up in the hospital. So <laughs> <laughs> too crazy. Right, right. Oh well, should we move on to other things? Apple Health data, data right. from the Apple Health app has been used in a rape case uh, mm-hmm. in Germany. And this was to help place the suspect at the scene and prove uh, consistency with alleged activity. This is pretty interesting. And I don't think yeah. we've seen anything like this happen before where um, some of that metadata that your device is collecting on you prove that you were somewhere. Right. Other than, I mean, obviously GPS location and stuff like that, but your health data? Right. Uh, pretty interesting stuff here. Who wants to take this one? Well, I can I can jump in on there. And basically, they, they didn't give a lot of information because the case is still being um, processed or it's still, you know, going on. But this, yeah, over in Germany, they the data that corresponded, basically, they found data from the health app in his iPhone, I believe it was. It wasn't, yeah, it was the phone. It wasn't the watch. Um, because the, the victim had been dragged down a steep river embankment and left down there after the deed was done, unfortunately. And then, um, of course, the assailant had to climb down there and climb back up. And the health app appeared to have registered those actions, you know, not only with the right timestamps and putting him in that location, but it showed instances of, you know, essentially him climbing stairs and, and going downstairs. And officers were able to obtain similar results when replicating those movements when they went down the bank and back up. And so that along with uh, overall activity levels with exertion and heart rates and things like that, well, probably not heart rates on the phone, but um, overall activity levels, movements and things like that sure. kind of put him at the scene. Now, it's not they don't have enough using just that to convict him, but they had enough other evidence Helps where it looks like, case. yeah, this may help them make the case. So. Now, guys, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think law enforcement is seeing, I mean, there's more and more stuff you have to consider as evidence. Right. Is this making law enforcement more difficult or is it giving them more opportunities and tools to find evidence? Hmm. There's more stuff that they have to consider now, if that's what your question is. Yeah, there's a lot more Mm -hmm. data. They have to go through a lot more information. But I think if this case, you know, sets a precedent and they're able to then use any type of um, health data off of smart watches, you know, smart uh, phones, et cetera, that might make it a little bit easier because this does mark, uh, like David said, it does mark, you know, their location via GPS, where they were, what, how they exerted their body, which then they can replicate that to kind of, you know, explain, you, you know, what, what they were doing at that time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it does give them another 
uh, almost like a witness. It gives them like another yep. witness to the case. And I agree. I just think it's interesting that the landscape of of law enforcement changing with technology because now it's there's just more and more data out there available. There's right. whether it's your Fitbit or your iWatch or, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. We're getting well, close to Minority Report, I bet. <laughs> pretty much, we're going to be able to have some precogs rolling right. in here. Well, the thing to keep in mind, too, though, is that data like this is very rare that it's used because, as we know, with Apple in the past with these mass shootings and different things, the law enforcement wants them to unlock these phones. They won't do it for privacy reasons. How they got this one open and unlocked, I'm not sure. But the oh. moment you lock your phone and mm -hmm. it's saved to iCloud, it's encrypted. So they can only realistically obtain that information when they, you know, the phone is actually genuinely unlocked. So, and what I'm, oh, I was going to say, what I bet happened because it didn't say anything in here. That's that's one of my uh, concerns here in this case mm -hmm. is how they got this information uh, because I didn't say anything about a quarter or anything. I bet he just handed over his phone, opened it, and handed it over because he didn't think yeah. there's nothing on oh, there no, that no, can, no. It, you know. It, it does. There's one sentence in here. It says police cracked the suspect's phone with the help of an unnamed Munich company hmm. uh, and discovered that the health data corresponded with it. So somebody helped them crack into it. Uh, I don't know how if Apple never opened the door for it. Yeah, so. because Apple has not ever written uh, from what we've talked about in the past. They now have not written that back door. True. Now, it also is completely possible that whoever they had help simply figured out this guy's password. So we don't know if it was a back door or if they just... Kind of right. hacked. So it was it his somehow. old girlfriend. He's like, try Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Try <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. I heard Star Wars is a popular password. Try that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they, I, I, it could be very much that, you know, they, they'd say it was cracked um, with the help of an unnamed oh. Munich company. It could be that he may not have even had a password locked, but the police didn't even know where to look. I mean, they didn't know yeah. where to look for this. It's very this company, ambiguous. Yeah, a company might have just went in and said, okay, yeah, here's the data once they were in. My, my guess mm -hmm. is, though, Apple's not going to give them anything. If they wouldn't give up anything to the, the U.S. government for these mass shootings and everything else, they're no. certainly not going to do it over in Germany in an no. individual case hey, like that. So Let me throw this at you guys. Mm -hmm. Now that we know that no system is perfectly secure, correct? And I think we can all agree on that. Mm -hmm. Right. If um, this kind of data is going to be used against people, mm -hmm. it could also be fabricated yep and used to set people up for stuff too well yeah. we've seen I mean? that we've seen that in movies i'm trying to think of the titles off the top of my head because i remember star wars seeing, no <laughs> I, I didn't see any iphones in star wars but i remember seeing movies uh recently oh broke where, mountain no where they had <laughs> someone had gone in and they were framing someone it, i think it starred catherine Heigl. catherine no um oh. what the heck was it called catherine but, but Heigl I mean, and um Sure. Rosario Dawson. And they basically, she she lost her phone, forgot it in the car, and Catherine Heigl's character was kind of the villain. She took the phone, set up all these accounts, got into it, you know, because she mm -hmm. didn't have it locked, did all the stuff, and then slid the phone back in the car a few days later. And I've then never she, seen this. Oh, it, it was actually a decent movie. It's a fairly recent movie within the last year or two. I cannot remember the name of it, though. Oh, but nice. um, if you look up Catherine Heigl <laughs> and Rosario Dawson... You'll find the name of it here. Maybe you can do that while I'm talking about this. But um, it can be used because that's what she did in there was simulate data on the phone so that when she set her up and said she did this and this and this, her phone corroborated that, you know, and things were sent from her accounts and different things like that. And so it was really 
kind of creepy. But I mean, as far as your your initial question over does it help or hinder law enforcement, I think it goes both ways because I think on one hand, it helps fill in those gaps where there used to be just, you know, guesses made, like they had so much information, but they didn't have the whole picture. So it can help fill that in. My biggest concern is with this information all being there at their fingertips, potentially, does it turn into a situation where the the police force and, and investigative forces kind of start relying a little too much on that and not putting together the the real concrete evidence as well as they should on the other side? Because we all know how as tech becomes more and more a part of your daily life, you know, it's so easy to forget how to do things without it. Well, take this scenario here uh, real fast. Uh, Say you have a roommate and your roommate decides that he's going to go rob a bank. He grabs your Fitbit, goes Mm -hmm. and robs the bank, then brings your Fitbit back, puts it back on your dresser, and then he takes off to Mexico. Right. And that's why I don't think we'll see this. Um, kind of, you know, data and everything being used as the the end all be all for quite some time right. because I think there's there's too much potential for it to be inaccurate where they start assuming, right. well, this says they were doing this and this and really you were just running on a stairmaster. Well, it's got to be layered with other physical exactly. forensics information, exactly. I think. But uh, nevertheless, fascinating that um, you know what's coming with technology is more data and that data can be used for anything. So right, right. Um, you know who didn't use a lot of data? No. John Wick. That's right. He was a fairly off-the-grid kind of guy, didn't he? Didn't he seem that way at least? I All he needed so. was a, a cold piece of steel in his hand and then just <laughs> his hands. <laughs> <laughs> so like a sword and his hands? No, it's probably a, a spoon. A cold steel spoon. You know, they should do John spoon. Wick uh, 1600s with a sword. Oh. <laughs> that would that, be awesome. That would be pretty epic to see. Like they they did that in the comic books, <laughs> I know, and I think it was DC or Marvel and two we had talked about not long ago where they set everyone back like in Elseworlds and it was back in like the pirate ages and stuff, all this different stuff. But so uh there's a TV series officially coming to stars yeah. and it's the Continental. And if you don't remember that, that's the hotel from John Wick, and this is in the John Wick universe mm-hmm. where all the uh world class assassins hang out. Right, right. Now so they, it's a safe cool. zone. What did they call it? Uh not a safe zone, but they called it something. They called it the hotel or the continental. No, but they said here their um business, no business could take place, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't it do basically is a safe zone. Is that what they called it? I can't oh, Sanctuary. I got to go, <laughs> go back and watch these movies. Yeah. And, and what they're what they're saying, we don't have a release date yet. It's gonna be coming out on stars. But the cool thing is, is that you can expect, they say, Keanu Reeves character to drop by from time to time. Even though he's not gonna be the star of the series, sounds like he's gonna make appearances as things go so yeah also if they just show him like walking by on the background <laughs> right that would be hilarious. he doesn't have a line or nothing you just see him walk by <laughs> he waves Walking a little bit dog. gives a nod he was checking into a room you know that was <laughs> yeah. it yeah he's getting gas like the, he's kind of Gra- blurry grabbing a burrito <laughs> we we love john wick you know in yeah. the, in this series here uh that the character john wick but i mean there's so many different uh, stories that could be told through all these other assassins too, which I mean that will be very interesting. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. would I would mm-hmm. like it if every single episode followed a different assassin. So every episode, uh, you don't see that same assassin in another episode. Right. What do you guys well, think? And, <laughs> I, I think they could. That do would it. be kind of weird, but you, you got to have a characters. couple main one or two 
people for a story. But I think that's what we're going to see is a whole lot of this world, you know, darker characters, everything else. But I assume we're going to have a, a small handful of main characters with a lot of cool extras coming in there. I want to just remind you guys, if you go back to episode 26 of Digital Soup, we actually talked about this show coming at that point. Oh my gosh, that was a long time ago now. It was. Looks like the date was back in June, June 20th, and uh, it was just rumors at that time. Um, Looking at our our show notes back then, say it looks like we'll be seeing the universe of John Wick, the super mysterious world of assassins brought into TV series mode. At that point, there were no networks announced just yet. It's in development with Lionsgate. And at that point, the working title was called The Continental. Apparently, that has... That has uh, stayed the same, and even back then, we broke the news that Keanu is not the star, but is slated for guest appearances. So, so we basically just reread our old story. Well, not really. Because <laughs> we added stars. Now, now yeah, they're but on now stars. we said it's stars. Things are moving forward, but we were ahead of the game. I think the, the name of that movie you were referring to with Catherine Heigl and Rosario Dawson is Unforgettable. Yes, yes. It was oh, okay. Very fun. And it, it got a five point oh out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, it wasn't. So. Uh, wasn't like a blockbuster or anything. It seemed to me like a perfect. I think I have straight, that on my server. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, it might be the a perfect like straight to video type of movie. If you, but if you want a thriller, you know, kind of a drama thriller type movie, it's it's a good watch. It's fun. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Hey, um, more movie news. Well, yep. movie related. Deadpool two. Yeah. Release date changing to avoid clashing with Star Wars. And this is but good news. Insiders is. are saying it's not related to the merger with Disney and Fox. The the good news about this, they, they moved the dates of Deadpool 2, the new Mutants movie, and Gambit. They've all been shuffled around. Deadpool 2 is good news because they moved it up two weeks, from June 1st of 2018 this summer to May of 2018, which is awesome. So we're going to get to see Deadpool 2 a little bit sooner. However, if you've been waiting for the new Mutants or Gambit, which I'm sure Marvel fans all over, myself included, have been waiting for a Gambit movie for ages, those have been pushed back quite a ways. Is I New mean, Mutants, is that the, the horror movie one? Um, the one that uh, basically it's it's going to be a horror movie, but with the Mutants? You know, I don't remember. It, it might be. There's been so many. I know that's of, coming out, but I'm not sure if this is it or not. Yeah, there's been so many different um, new X-Men type of shows coming out between Gifted and, you know, all of these other ones. Uh, Yeah, that's a superhero horror film based on Marvel Comics team of the same name. And so that's been pushed back a bit, but doesn't look like real far. I mean, that one, what did it do? Let's see. New Mutants, well, it got blasted back almost a year uh, to February 22nd of 2019. And then Gambit was bumped again from February of 2019 to June 7th of 2019. So about six months there. So hopefully next year we'll see both of those. But so yeah, it sounds uh, like the, the main play with Deadpool was to help avoid the Star Wars release that'll be coming in that, that same. Now, so that was that's a good the, decision. That's the Han Solo movie. I, I believe that, yeah, that's the, the uh, Han Solo it, movie. In other movie news, mm-hmm. they have Tom Hardy's first Venom photo, but yeah. it's of him as Eddie Brock. <laughs> right. so, so it's just, again, a picture of Tom Hardy. Right. Yeah. Only Great. difference he's dressed a little different. And I guess <laughs> Tom Hardy hubbub, with a different shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And the big, the big to do <laughs> yeah. about this is that he's got his journalist notebook, and, and a lot of internet fans have 
zoomed in on that to see what's written. And there's questions such as, um, so how exactly does the Life Foundation go about testing its pharmaceuticals? What about the allegations your empire is built on? And so some little tips of the cap as far as story there. Probably nothing major. I'm sure it was all staged and set up. But we're starting to see a little bit more Venom news, which is awesome. I can't wait for that movie. We are, but but why? Why do this? This uh, I am not a huge Venom fan. I know a little bit about Venom yeah, oh, uh, from some different things that I've seen. Why would you not have like uh, Eddie Brock uh, half taken off the mask or something? Uh, well, you know, just the just, main reason at this point is because you're not going to get a, a photo of him on set wearing anything because that's going to have to be all CG. I'm sure. Well, I understand that, but I mean the. the that's like uh oh we got a new uh Hulk movie coming out uh but here's just a picture of uh Banner that happened <laughs> and that's when, it that happened when Infinity War was being made and they were getting people were sniping set photos you know from long ways away with huge telephoto lenses that's different than the studio release in the image <laughs> right but still it's it's just to to push that because they're going to need all the help they can get really because there's no Spider-Man in this movie which is very bizarre for Venom Venom was created as a byproduct of Spider-Man it was Spider-Man's black symbiote suit that then attached itself to Eddie Brock, and Eddie Brock is a bit unstable, as, as if you know Spider-Man, and so it latched onto him and took control, and they became Venom. I and, wonder how they're going to do that with uh, Spider-Man not being in if it's all yeah. going to be just done. Maybe, uh, is there a Spider-Man movie that's going to be released prior to this, and maybe that's how there's going to be something in there where, Ven- you know, the... the s- symbiote whatever is going to get on him yeah. and he's going to expel him and then it's just going to take off the movie from there i i have no idea from all accounts to say spider-man isn't going to be he's part of the same universe but he's not going to be a part of the venom movies from what i understand so so this well, venom is part of the regular marvel mcu mm-hmm. or okay he's not going to be in the same timeline as like infinity war and all of that it's just a it's it's its own standalone marvel movie gotcha. it's not part of the overall grandmaster plan so interesting um and one more piece of movie news yeah altered altered carbon which is a, a, fran- a franchise i'm not familiar with but i did watch this trailer for uh mm-hmm. this uh netflix um adaptation for 2018 mm-hmm. and it is kind of this cyberpunk style blade runner-ish looking right. trailer uh this looked pretty interesting to me it looked yep. awesome. The trailer, you have to watch a trailer, yeah. listeners. It is, it really looks good. Yeah, but it, it's based on a book series um, of the same name, which I guess had rave reviews. That was uh, by author Richard K. Morgan. And so something something cool, something a little different. It's not one of those movies, because it is a Netflix original, but you know, we just got done with our super review special on Bright, and... We all enjoyed Bright. It was a fun movie, and I think Netflix is onto something that they can start putting out some feature-length movies that are fun and, and that are good. And this trailer definitely looks looks like it could be a pretty interesting flick. So looking definitely forward to worth, that one. Worth checking out for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go on here, can we just say something about Netflix here? Now, uh, I, I don't currently subscribe to Netflix, but I did for years. Yep. You know, back when they first started, uh, you know, I was one of the – you know, I, I'm I'm one of those guys that likes to try everything as it comes out. So of course I had to try out this. Oh, well, of course I first I was doing the movies through the mail, mm-hmm. 
And then I did their streaming and then I canceled the movies through the mail. I had both, you know, streaming and movies, you know, the dual package. And then yep. I canceled uh, the through the mail and just got the movies, you know, the streaming because it was awesome. But take a look where this company has come from. They come from uh, being like a blockbuster uh, movie rental place nice. uh, but via through the mail to this company that is. Look at all the hits they have with their original television programming. Mm -hmm. And now they're getting into movies and they're doing so far uh, a stellar job there. I mean, we got to yep. give it to Netflix here. They are uh, they're doing a great job. Absolutely. One hand <laughs> clapping. Way to go. Way to go. That was one hand clapping. You wouldn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's a bright one tonight. <laughs> he is, isn't he? I was doing one hand clapping. That's why you didn't hear me clapping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Netflix, if you'd like to give us lifetime subscriptions because we think you're awesome, yeah. sweet. Yeah, I mean, they awesome. did just jack the price up a dollar. So yeah. <laughs> we're at ten ninety nine now. I use mine all the time. Yep, it's constantly being used. Um, let's talk about CES. CES. Yeah. What is that? It's a cheap entertainment system. Wait, though. Do we want to talk CES or is it time? Block? Kind of. Oh. Or it's time for a geek off. Oh, oh. Okay. I'm myself <laughs> wow, a he's a werewolf now. Battle cry. Right. <laughs> Battle cry. He'll be crying at the end of this geek off. <laughs> yeah, I, I typed it in there and I was a little slow because uh, Adam just didn't <laughs> see it. And so... I figured let's throw in a surprise geek off. So this week in the geek off, what I've got for you guys, I'm going to make you make a very tough choice. Uh oh, would uh -oh. you Sophie's rather? Choice? No, maybe our son <laughs> or our daughter. Well, you may feel that way if you're a tech fan. Would you rather oh, okay. never have access to ever again the internet or any type of cell phone? Yeah. Hmm. Now you guys said I need to step up my game. Now let's hear you argue. I gave you a question okay. that is well, extremely difficult. It, it's 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 kind of difficult. Yes, it is the most difficult one that you've ever done. But I would, <laughs> I would one hundred percent go with giving up a cell phone. And the reason being there is. Uh, I don't need a cell phone at home. I just need it to, you know, I use it when I'm out and about and I spent half my life without a cell phone. So I know I can do it. Can I go back to not have an instantaneous access to any information I need? Can I go back to not being able to stream any of my music, movies, television? Can I go back to not playing online games? Can I go back to not being able to, uh, easily uh, see pictures and videos and communicate with family and friends Adult in other films. states and or countries. <laughs> well, I, what did you say, Adam? I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, what did, what did you say, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> um, I cannot. So I would much rather get rid of my cell phone mm -hmm. than the internet. Thank you very much. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's like he was on a podium for office or something. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to be the next internet person of 2018 non cell phone using i will be man. the next logan paul oh, oh no, no don't do that bad idea boy that's a tough one you know i go but i go to communicating with family is pretty darn right. important and some of the I'm, i might lean the other way that uh so you, you might have one i here, heard Dave. you lean the other way <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> i'm leaning backwards 
the uh <laughs> in my chair right now yeah just, um hmm yeah everything, now remember, everything jason remember listed off is very very yeah i was gonna say adam on this mobile device because you've given up the internet you do not have that access on that mobile device you can just use that phone to call people now because you gave up, you you kept your phone, you gave up the internet. So now you have a cell phone. I don't like it. I want both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's been times where a cell phone, you know, can mean the difference between life and death. You know, the internet, not quite as much. So. Oh, it can if you're looking up your symptoms. Oh, my fingers are swollen and um, I'm, I'm, you know. Yep. Something like that. I don't know. I've got swollen finger syndrome. WebMD. I've, yeah, I've got to go to WebMD, which says I'm dying of foot. <laughs> yeah, no matter you type in any three symptoms, it says death. Yep, pretty much. So that's that's a tough one. I, I'm kind of like, it's almost like picking safety over everything else that I'd want, you know. But so. remember, though, yes, it, it it is very handy if you're you blow a tire, you're out <laughs> someplace where there is no other houses, businesses. Say you're out uh -huh. on a back road in Minnesota, which is a lot uh -huh. of those. That cell phone will make it handy for you. But just think uh, cell phones have been around for what? Uh, prominently about 30 years, maybe 25 years. Sure. Where, where it's been mass market. How did we get along without it before? That's a great question. We did just fine. How'd you get along without internet before? Everyone I had everyone had <laughs> yeah, phones oh, yeah. in their homes. I, I I grew up with internet, so I'll put it this way: when when I traveled to the Philippines in 2010, all I had was a flip phone, you know, and that was how my family knew I was okay, alive, etc. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think they're really really close, but I'm gonna go cell phone. And I said I would choose to never have a cell phone again to keep my internet. Cool. Right. Okay, which one of us is right, Dave? Yeah, Dave, tell us <laughs> tell us what we need to do. No, it's not a, it's not I I'm not answering for you. That's the beauty is you guys. Well get then to why decide. even ask a question if this you don't know stupid. the answer? This is Alex Trebek, you're fired. Well, I want I, I wanted to hear some good conversation from the two of you, and I also want to hear or see more importantly, some good conversation from our, our super friends, our listeners out there, because I want to hear what other people say. Make your case. Why would you want one or the other? Throw That's, this one up on the community with a poll and let's see what happens. Yep, well, and, I, and say, and why? Yep, I, I'll be putting it up. I've got I've got Geek Off artwork made. And it's time so, for Geek Off. Right. And so this will go up at some point this week as a separate post on both Twitter and Facebook. Um, so listeners, when you see that post on your social media of choice, be sure and either add a comments to it or, or retweet and comment on Twitter or go ahead and do the same and comment and discuss on Facebook and love to hear why you pick one or the other. Exactly. Yep. Nice one. Nice one. Good job, Dave. Yes. <laughs> well, as, as you remember from last episode, Jason's like, try thinking about this a little bit. Yeah, he's like, I just, <laughs> I just got one, one small suggestion for you. Think a little harder, you dummy, because these are pretty <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Did you get this from a first grade book on how to make decisions? Come on. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, let's get to the meat of this episode here. We've actually uh, spent a lot of time on everything else, actually a lot of time on football, which it, <laughs> rightfully so. But what just happened? Something just happened big. Uh, was it something like uh, uh, like a, a fair or a um, uh, Mardi Gras? Did Mardi Gras The thing happen? I mentioned before I got seg blocked, the CES. Uh, there's a power outage. That's what happened. That was a, oh, yeah, just a power outage. 
That's all that happened. <laughs> the power went out. Everybody went home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Nothing else happened. <laughs> Adam did mention earlier, uh, CES has come to a close. Uh, it was on, what was it, uh, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week? Something like that. If I'm, if I'm, um, if I'm I think it went Tuesday through Friday, Tuesday through Saturday. I forget what it was, okay. but yeah, it was, it was uh, a few days there la- over the course of last week, though. Yeah, and CES, I've never attended one, which I would like to do that sometime. But this yep. is the event where all the companies bring out uh, some of the coolest tech, some of the coolest new gear, you know, from every every type of uh, genre here of uh, mm-hmm. technology, from TVs to you know music, uh, gaming, computers, everything. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff, and you know, even uh, a Johnny Cap. I heard there was like a Johnny Cap there. <laughs> <laughs> I put that. That's my comment on the Toyota e-Palette. Yeah, which uh, why don't we go ahead and start with that real fast here since uh, we did mention it, but we do have some other things we want to hit on here. But uh, the Toyota e-Palette, exactly what was that, Adam? So this is a uh, self-driving modular vehicle, um, and it looks very futuristic. It's got these tiny little wheels and you know they've got all kinds of conceptual like you can stand in here you could make a mobile kitchen out of it all this stuff um it was also um i think it was was it engadget don't quote me on this one one of them one of the magazines that was covering ces this was kind of like their top pick for uh for devices but this toyota um it's got these weird cell you know see through you can like see through it you know so it's glass and it's delivering people packages and pizza and all this stuff like that pizza people packages yep. and pizza p3 yep. the three p's <laughs> um i've got a link to uh to an article on verge about this and you can see a bunch of little conceptual kind of a deals in here but when you think Sweet. about f- the future you know how futuristic stuff is you know these things just kind of shooting you around once we get to fully automated self-driving cars um this is really uh kind of the first real real go at this and so mm-hmm. toyota is saying um they want to debut the actual projects at the 2020 olympics in tokyo and mm-hmm. uh it's just a really amazing looking little vehicle now i do i think it would survive a minnesota winter no <laughs> i don't think it could get <laughs> it could get around but um it, it's pretty interesting if you guys uh did you have a chance to look at the pictures or anything like that oh yeah i mean it looks it looks really cool here now i don't maybe in the future, you know, a few years in the future, it might be able to work in like big cities and stuff, but it just, it doesn't look like it's, it doesn't look like it's durable enough for some reason to handle that. You know where this would be perfect. And I could see them buying a bunch of these for it. Apple's new campus, um, that Apple park campus spaceship looking building that they've built. Uh, This would be awesome to move uh, their employees around. Any college campus, really? Yeah, college campuses. Yeah, uh, any uh, we got Olympics coming up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that would probably be Super cool Bowl. for around the li- Olympic areas. Oh, Super Bowl! That's going to be in Minnesota with the Vikings. <laughs> no, I think con- conceptually, conceptually, let's say you want to order something within an hour or something, you could have this little mobile store roll up to you with nobody Amazon. in it, and you could swipe your card. It'll hand you a pack. It's like a conceptually i mean it's kind of cool ice cream trucks yes <laughs> it's playing the music you just don't have the creepy guy yeah and no pedophiles driving them oh That's yeah <laughs> windowless white van <laughs> just great so anyway uh, when i saw this i all i, I reminded me it was that scene in total recall where he's like welcome to johnny cab right? <laughs> and then schwarzenegger's like how did i get here he's like the door opened you got in 
Until he <laughs> so rips them off. The perfect. Yep. And also, hey, now, the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Anyway. Yeah. Now, can I can I mention the one thing? Now, I I did a lot of uh, reading and all the yes. Uh, my top pick for CES hmm. uh, has to be Samsung's The Wall. Uh, not just because I'm a big Pink Floyd fan or a fan of televisions, <laughs> but this thing is insane. This is a monstrous 146 inch uh, micro LED. Uh, television. Now, this is based on the same technology they use in theaters for their uh, Samsung's big cinema screens. And this, I mean, if you click the link in our show notes and you take a look at this, this is beautiful. I, I mean, I don't know where I'd put a 146-inch screen. I mean, it would take up a whole wall. Well, the key um, to this, I believe, if, if I remember right, this is a, they're, they're touting it as a, a modular system. So you can essentially build it to fit any size wall in your home. So basically, you're you're gonna put it together in 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 pieces. You know, it can go up to 146 inches. So every pixel you have to uh, adhere no, to the wall. Not, one by one. <laughs> not every pixel, but yeah, this is. Um, if I remember right, this is the one that they're talking about, where it can transform virtually to any size to to fit any wall in your home. And the goal is to basically take. You know, you got that one wall open and, and you want to fill it with, you know, television. It's a perfect spot. You can, you know, ramp that puppy up as big as you want, as long as it'll fit on the wall. And it's just a, a module-based bezel-less design. So it's a, a series of screens that will all fit together. Like we you see in the movies where they've got big walls of displays watching everything. Mm -hmm. But those, they always have a frame around them. So there's always that little bit of a break you know, in the image all over the place, this will, will not have the bezels, apparently, and so. Now, this one's got something a little different than, than most TVs. They have what they're referring to as AI technology for mm -hmm. 8K picture quality. Uh, not exactly artificial intelligence in the, the sense you'd think of it, but it looks like they've got um, the ability to take standard definition content and scale it, upscale it to 8K um, using some proprietary algorithm to adjust the resolution. Pretty interesting. You could get 8K out of... Out of standard def, that'll yeah. be something to actually see. I can't wait to watch old episodes of Columbo in 8K. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was thinking. <laughs> uh, that's my Columbo impersonation off the top of my head. I know I failed at it before. Yes, and I have not been working again. on it, but this time I did fail again, but I'm still trying. <laughs> All right. So d um, I talked about the e-palette. Jason, you brought up the television. Dave, what's something that you that caught your eye? You know, I'm going to let you guys take it. I know we've got a couple other things. I, I, I had just pulled up two lists that I, I figured we'd just kind of blast through because I've got one that's kind of the coolest things um, that, that people are saying, and one is just kind of the weirdest things. Um, and so I'll, I'll kind of hang tight. You guys, if you have anything else you wanted to cover specifically, I mean, the, the other big one that jumps out in my head, I guess, if you want something on the spot is another TV and I believe it was LG. It's their roll up TV, a 65 inch, uh, LCD TV mm -hmm. that when you're not using it essentially rolls almost like the old film projector screens, you know, but instead of rolling up, you just roll it down into this box. It rolls up nice and compact. So throw it under your arm. Yeah, I thought that was kind of, I, I, I can't wrap my head around how that's possible. 
but nah. I, I thought it was something kind of cool. All right. Well, another thing I wanted to mention real fast here, because uh, on the PC side of things, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of PCs announced from all the boutique, you know, PC manufacturers out there and stuff. Yeah. But something that really caught my eye is, and it's again from that company, Razer. I mean, they, uh, they had a new laptop, too. Yeah, that uh, thing looks crazy. But specifically, uh, the the Mamba Hyperflux, which is a high-end wireless mouse. And you're going to say, well, pfft. Mouse. Who who cares about it? A two hundred and fifty dollar mouse. Yeah, the technology of this, which is a, uh, what's amazing about it, is because it comes with a mouse pad, which is called the Firefly. You gotta love it there, you know, just because you know I love the show Firefly. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the mouse pad actually charges the Mambo mouse. So you know, you're just you have the mouse on the mouse pad, and the whole time you're playing your games. It is complete. Is, is always charging it. You just leave it there, walk away. It's charging it. You don't have to switch out batteries, uh, anything like that. And uh, as Adam did say, it is a two hundred fifty dollar combo. But you do get a high end gaming mouse, a charging pad, which is also the mouse, and the ability to charge wirelessly. So it's yeah. it, yes, it is kind of steep there, but it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think. Nice. Absolutely. I, I'd have a hard time spending that much on a oh, mouse. But... I would too until, you know, we start making some bucks with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, as right I said, we I'd make have a hard negative time. dollars. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No, that it, just since you mentioned it, why don't we talk real quickly about that laptop? Because w- what they're doing with, with Razor, what was the name of it? Do you remember? Uh, no, I have to pull it up again here real you fast. You pull it up and I'll explain it. Basically, what they did is they created a shell of a laptop. That essentially where the trackpad would go um, Mm -hmm. and your mouse controls, you drop that new Razer phone that we talked about a few episodes back, drop that right into a little dock right there. It's seamless. Your phone now is powering the laptop, if I'm understanding it right. Project Linda. Project Linda, that's right. And, And full disclosure... They don't know if this will be something like last year when Razer had that massive laptop or screens or it was a triple triple screen. screen. It may never see the light of day. This is just a concept they're working on. But since that Razer phone is out there and so powerful, you essentially drop it in. The Razer phone is going to power the laptop. And it's kind of like adding a Bluetooth keyboard to your your iPad or something. Only difference is your phone is powering this laptop. you got a full-size, I forget if it was 13-inches or 15-inch laptop there with a high definition 13.3 yeah it's supposed to have a you know great screen great keyboard Mm -hmm. and you get all the functionality with usb plugins and all of that stuff right there in a laptop form and when you're done using it you pop your phone out it goes back to being just a phone and your laptop is essentially just the shell okay but don't forget some of the most important things here we are a tech podcast so this type of stuff we do love here but let me also point out here that what it does is any android games will be displayed on that 13.3 inch display Mm -hmm. and if you take a look at some of their concept art uh they actually have you're playing the game up on the big screen and your phone that is now nested into the keyboard that has different things like different menu options and stuff on it. So think of it a little bit like the MacBook Pros where they have that uh, touch bar now, yep. which can change depending on what uh, application you're using. Well, this, uh, say you're doing Photoshop, it might have some shortcut type stuff down there on on that uh, you know six-inch screen that's on your phone. But it, it, it's in, like Dave said, it's in the place of your trackpad. So it actually looks like an LCD trackpad when the phone is nested into it. 
And it, it is it's a it's a dang cool concept because our mm-hmm. phones are powerful now. I mean, and and think about this. They can keep updating this phone. I mean, phones get updated every year. Right now you have a quad core um phone that you throw into there and I don't know if it's specifically Razer phones or if they're working with other companies that'll make phones that fit that actual I'm going to call it a laptop shell because that's basically what it is cuz mm-hmm. uh the phone is power and everything but say right now you have a quad core uh, system in your phone next year the eight cores come out and then after that the 12 cores come out so this one laptop can keep getting updated every year as you update your phone that right. is actually a pretty dang cool concept right there absolutely oh, yeah. i mean it's you know, hopefully they, they come out with it not like some of the other stuff they've you know announced and yeah well did that uh triple screen never come out then it was it just thrown to the wayside or did it come out but it's so expensive I, I look at the products here, laptops. I'm yeah, on Razer's I don't, site right now. I don't think it actually came out, but so yeah, that's that's some pretty that's cool tech though. Cool. But you know what? And I said that that TV was uh you know the thing that I thought was the coolest, which it dang was, but now now that Ada Dave has mentioned this, I think I'm gonna go with this. I'm I'm gonna call the the project Linda Jason's uh top pick for CES. <laughs> now I wonder if I mean because of Project Valerie, which was the triple screen gaming machine that we talked about a never year ago. Uh, if that never came out, mm-hmm. what are the odds of this guy? Well, I'll yeah, say I this. I, I this is just my gut feeling. Obviously, I'm not affiliated with Razer and, and anything like oh, that. Oh, you're not? Oh, dang no, it! I, I thought you had my in. I, I wish I in. was. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. But I, I'd have to say though that there's a good chance we might see this in some form because they do have the Razer phone out there now, and it's you know something they're really trying to push and work on as as a new product line in their ecosystem. And since that's there, this one seems to be. A little more tangible already whereas last year's project um valerie you said it was called yeah that one i mean there it was just a, a mock-up basically i mean there they had the the thing there a prototype but it wasn't like it was using something they had already released you know whereas this is using the the razor phone do you guys so, remember the coleco vision well yeah I, so, I mean i do i didn't know you guys did well, it's, I mean, going back to being a very small child and seeing that, but I distinctly remember there being different overlays that you could put over the keys. Yep, there was for the and different so, games. And for some reason, the connection to me with this project, Linda, is that suddenly you, you've got the same the same exact device, but like what you mentioned, mm-hmm. depending on what software you've got loaded, you now have the two different interfaces, almost like the, the Nintendo 2DS or whatever. But yep. um, it's a pretty cool concept, and I... I would love to have something that like this. Now the thing, the thing here's. Uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt you here, uh, but I am gonna anyways. Uh, the <laughs> the thing, the thing about this is nowhere that I read uh, have they listed any uh, potential price. But looking at this, um, since it is the phone that is actually the main component of this, right? And you can get great. You know, not not gaming laptops, but great everyday working laptops with, you know, the quad core processors and everything for about 300 bucks. I wouldn't expect this this shell to be more than two two fifty. Uh, so that is not a bad price. If you think about it, if if you're going to be buying a new Razer phone every year, every other year because you're upgrading to more power, you buy this. You I mean, this is going to go with you. I mean, you're going to have this laptop for a while now and. You can, I mean, 
Microsoft has released everything for Android now. Uh, they have, you know, their browser uh, edge. They have, you know, of course, you know, the whole office package. You can actually do some freaking work on this thing. Yeah. Sweet. And at some of the, some of the pictures show you, you see them doing Photoshop on it and stuff. So, and of course gaming. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to call it right now is uh, I will, once this comes to fruition, I will be buying myself a razor phone and the shell and well, uh, we'll talk about it on the show. I think that there's some real potential here for this to be something other companies latch onto as far as concept wise. Right. If it, if it's executed properly. So hardware is easy. Um, software to make this work properly is going to be the other piece. So, right. well, Microsoft has been working on it. Remember, they had their uh, what was it called? Um, Continuum or something they were doing with their Windows 10 phone. You mean uh, the Zune? Oh, no, I, no, I still have I still have my Zune. <laughs> I was I was Team Zune like, back no, in the day. That's not what I made. That's <laughs> not what I made, Adam. I love my Zune. <laughs> Oh, I had a I had the Creative Nomad uh, Zen. I love that sucker too. Back in the day, those MP3 players were amazing. Creative Nomad. It's, I like that's to what do it was art called, and I wander around nomad a lot. Zen. I Adam, owned that, it. That's the name of our new band. Creative Nomad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're wandering and we're painting. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, we're building your, stuff. Your name, your name as the front man will be Bob, and my name will be on the drums. I'll be Ross. Yes. And then we're, we're the creative nomads. This next song is called Happy Little Trees. <laughs> well, why don't we close out our CS coverage here real fast mm -hmm. uh, with just a quick little story. Uh, there was a lot, and you really need to go and take a look at some of these links we did because there was a lot of classic consoles. Not Okay, uh, systems that played the actual physical classic games for Sega, Nintendo, uh, TurboGrafx-16, Game Boy, uh, all that kind of stuff. They they released all kinds of different uh, systems for it. The one I picked out here real fast because I thought it was pretty cool was it's called the Hyperkin Ultra GB, mm -hmm. and Hyperkin made a, a few handhelds. But this uh, brings back uh, the, the looks and the feel of the original Nintendo Game Boy, that uh, one with the green screen, the little tiny screen at the top. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It looks identical to uh, the Pocket, which was the little smaller one. It wasn't the big hefty one. And what's cool is this plays all the original Nintendo Game Boy cartridges. Um, oh. This was... Uh, this was at CS. It was showing it has a blue screen tint instead of that green screen. Mm -hmm. um, but Hyperkin did say that uh, it has a full uh, RGB wheel to where you could change that tint to anything you want. So if you want to go back to that ugly green, you could. <laughs> um, now, unlike the original Game Boy, it did have a uh, this does have a front lit screen. Stereo audio and it's and it's an aluminum, aluminum chassis. It's not plastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to charge this uh, via a USB-C. So, man, brand new tech right there. And the cool thing here is this was probably one of the cheapest things at CES. It's under 100 bucks. Nice. Now, you have to buy the actual <laughs> the actual cartridges, you know, so you're going to have to hit <laughs> eBay. That's the only place you're going to find them. Old school. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, yeah, well, there was a lot of systems. Uh, if, you, if you go through some of... Uh, you know, the different links that we have here, there was a lot of different systems out there. There was mm -hmm. a, the systems that played like three different systems cartridges. I think there was one that Man. played 8-bit Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and Super Nintendo cartridges. Nice. So it had three slots, and you just 
you know, put the right cartridge. Could you imagine the, why can't I get your Super Nintendo in here? Well, because that's the 8-bit Nintendo. Right. But I want it. My name's Jason. <laughs> um, well, I don't know why I kind of sounded like Snarf from Thundercats. Yeah. Snarf! <laughs> I want to play the GameCube. Snarf, snarf. Right. Well, I, I, I know we're, we're running long on time. But I wanted to take just a second because, like I mentioned earlier, what I was kind of looking at was some lists. And I've got these both linked up. There's two articles. One is the coolest tech, um, which is, an, of course, an all-inclusive list. There's a lot of cool stuff. but um, And then one that's kind of the weirdest, wackiest tech. And I'm, I'm not going to discuss or, or go in deep on what each of these are. I just wanted to pick out a few for you and throw them out there for you. So with weird tech... How about a mirror that mounts in your bathroom using AI to pick out every flaw, wrinkle, pimple, blemish, everything on your face and track your skincare <laughs> oh, goals? Of course I want that. Great yeah. thing. Look in the mirror and get ripped to shreds by your mirror. How about the airbag belt that helps prevent hip injuries? Can the mirror be programmed to go, ugh. Yeah, I, I hope so. Can hope the mirror it. be programmed to not reflect so when Adam looks at it, he thinks he's a vampire? <laughs> no, that just, would be awesome. It, it, what if it had it built in where as soon as Adam looked in it, it just had it, it looked real, but it was just on the screen like an animation that looked like the mirror just shattered. It all cracked apart. Oh, it actually oh. plays video of him. It, it records like uh, a few seconds of him, and then it plays back something from earlier where all of a sudden he's looking at it, brushing his teeth, and his head moves and he walks off <laughs> like a like a horror movie. Right. Oh man, I'm oh. thinking about everything to freak Adam out right yeah. now. Can this so. mirror have like the magic mirror, like where you say mirror mirror on the wall? Well, that's kind of what they're what they're saying. It's going to be an Amazon Alexa integrated smart mirror. Oh, so you'll be like <laughs> morning, instead of Adam. mirror mirror on Alexa, the wall, Alexa on the wall. Yeah, Alexa, <laughs> tell me. Oh man, Alexa's rude. Nope. <laughs> now, what were you saying about an airbag belt? Yep. There's an airbag belt. It's by a company named Hip Air. It's basically, it almost looks like a real small, lightweight fanny pack, but when it detects that you're falling, it will deploy airbags so that it'll help prevent hip injuries, broken hips, tailbones, all that kind of mm. stuff. Could be useful in cold temperatures. How about a smart toilet? You can sit down, talk to it, offering Siri, Alexa, and Google <laughs> Assistant integration. It'll do things like you activate. Can really unload bidet. your crap on that toilet. Yeah, it, it'll. <laughs> you can activate its bidet feature by voice, lift its lid, keep track of water usage, even blast your favorite. Oh yeah, tunes. I'm really concerned about my water right. usage. Well, you can tell Whoa, it while the, you're sitting the, there. I feel the, like jamming to something. You know, the Jason. toilet. The oh, he'll be jamming. Alexa. Yep, this is by Kohler, the Veil Intelligent Alexa, Toilet. Spray my butthole. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a flying smartphone case. Terrible. They are calling the selfie. It's a smartphone case that basically pops out a droid. So if you want to get that perfect selfie, pop the the uh, droid, a drone, I should say. Pop out the drone feature. It'll hover up there. Has about four minutes of battery life. Can shoot video and still photos for you. So. The ultimate one, which has made its rounds all over the internet, is the Foldimate, which is a robot that folds your clothes. You basically put in your clean laundry in the top, and it'll go through this robot machine, and it folds your clothes. You grab them out of the bottom. Yeah, I'll fold it. That's awesome. Yep. So some of the the weirdest out there stuff. Now, I, I do have the list of some of the coolest tech. That's not quite as fun. There's some really cool stuff, laptops and different stuff. But the most heartwarming one has to be the special Aflac duck. Which did you guys see this? The Ben Affleck duck? No, yes, the, it was the the duck to help uh, sick kids, right? Yep, yep. And it's a it's a smart robotic toy um, that basically 
provides comfort to children diagnosed with cancer. It mirrors their care routines, um, help help them express their feelings through the toy by holding a circular token to its chest, I guess. And, um, you know, it's animatronic face, everything else uh, expected to be available for children diagnosed with cancer at no cost, which is awesome, in late yeah, 2018 cool. or early 2019. So um, I guess they're saying in early 2018 it will be shipping to the children at the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center of Children's Healthcare of Atlanta to undergo additional testing. So probably one of the coolest pieces of tech out there where it's something uh, being essentially given away for free and for a really good cause. So check out those nice. two articles. Like I said, I've got those linked in there. I do also have it linked as far as our initial going back to that Razor Project, Linda, that was on episode 47, which we talked about the Razor phone. That link is there in the show notes for listeners to go back as well. Excellent. Right. I think it might be time for a little Gunna Geek. Yeah, and this week on Gunna Geek, as, as you guys well know, I say this every week, we are proud members of the Gunna Geek Podcast Network, and we've got a brand new show on the network called Gamer Public Radio. Um, this week, they've got episode 52, Even Less Gameplay Than a Walking Simulator, featuring Eric is the title. Uh, They discuss why community involvement matters in your game. They interview a professional QA tester. They talk about the revival of the Duke controller, which is the original Xbox controller, and much more. Sounds like a really cool show, brand new to the Gunna Geek Network, so go check them out, show them a little love, and if you reach out to them, like what you hear, tell them Digital Soup sent you. So um, that's what I have for you for the Gunna Geek promo this week. Uh, before we go any farther here, I do have to say that I am very, very disappointed in one of our Gunna Geek members. Oh, no. Very disappointed. Me uh, or Dave? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, right? No. Who is he throwing uh, me under the bus He's, for he's on time? several other shows. Uh, goes by the name of Chris. Uh-oh. And uh, if anybody's seen Twitter yesterday... Or was it today? I can't remember. Um, Dave probably knows what I'm talking about, but uh, he uh, I just I don't know where to go here. Um, he he's a Packer fan. Oh, and, uh, he he you know he, he just he wasn't ecstatic about the Vikings. Oh, what? Man. How can you be a Packer fan? How can anybody do that to their loved ones? Oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I, you guys have always tried to make a beef between me and Chris in the past and in his oh, shows. Oh, I finally did it. This is a real beef, Chris, I'm telling you. <laughs> Can't be having a Packer fan. You've got three Vikings fans here. This is our time. Like like Herb Brooks says in, in The Miracle on Ice, our time is now. <laughs> and this, uh, our- we were aiming this at... Tell Chris Farrell, just so everybody knows. <laughs> nah, Chris is pretty cool, but it'll be fun to give him some grief about being a Packers fan. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, it's so misunderstood, that guy. You know, I just, I don't know. It must have been the way he was brought up. I don't know. <laughs> By is wolves? He, no. Is he from Wisconsin? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I have no I, idea. I think he's out in eastern, eastern part of the U.S., but. Okay. Um, let's talk about a little weekly garnish. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Where's the guitar? That, that was the guitar. It's with uh, the beef. Especially modulated. Especially modulated. <laughs> so uh. this week for the, the weekly garnish, I found this and I, I'm not finished with it yet. It's been a little hectic, but I've watched the first couple episodes and this is a Netflix documentary series. There's four episodes in the first season. It is called The Toys That Made Us. And basically this is straight from Netflix there. Um 
description. Here we of go it. again with the Netflix. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> this is a Netflix original programming. Each episode around an hour ish each, but they are mini documentaries. And the toys that made us. This is the minds behind history's most iconic toy franchises. Discuss the rise and sometimes fall of their billion dollar creations. It's a fascinating behind-the-scenes look at some of the most iconic toy franchises from back in the day, detailing the amazing toy industry tied to some of our favorite childhood memories. Now, like I said, four episodes. First episode starts off with Kenner Toys and the Star Wars revolution that happened with the original trilogy. Then the second episode is about Barbie, which I thought about <laughs> skipping. Yeah, I'll be honest. I thought about skipping. You got a daughter. It. You can't be skipping that. Well, and it's she wasn't watching it with me. I mean, these are this is literally each episode is a, basically a documentary. And the Star Wars one was just a ton of fun. There was, you know, a lot of really cool behind the scenes coverage and um, not coverage, but interviews and, and insight as to how they came up with these toys, the pressure they were under, because something like that had never been done before. And I get to the Barbie one. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really care about Barbie. And I, I watched it. I, I watched the first few minutes, and I actually because got, his remote was up at the TV, he was laying on the couch, and no, he just couldn't I'm get not up to change. No, I, I wanted to give it a, a fair shake a few minutes because they included it in this documentary. Although it feels kind of like a strange inclusion when I tell you the last two, but um, I was blown away because Barbie, as a company with Mattel and their Barbie division, it blew me away how absolutely ruthless they were with the way they approach it. You know, competitors are trying to come up with, you know, competing dolls and things for that that toy market, and they would just outright defame them, squash them, whatever they could do, just eliminate them. It was very cutthroat with Barbie. Now, the third one, <laughs> I believe, is He-Man, and then I believe the final... Not as cutthroat, amazingly. They, they <laughs> I, embraced I, everybody. I haven't watched <laughs> He-Man, and I have not watched the final uh, episode of this first season, which I believe was G.I. Joe. I could have He-Man and G.I. Joe mixed up, but those are the final two episodes. So. I hear he's a real American hero. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, it's it's a really cool series, and you know, look at these toys that we grew up with, you know, and I, I think, Adam, I had, I had mentioned it to you either over the phone or text or something, and you were like, yeah, I had three out of the four of those. You I'm know. old. I had Lincoln logs. Yeah. <laughs> you chopped your own logs. Oh, oh, not even toy ones. You just went in the woods and got them. <laughs> That's how old you are. I thought nice. you were talking about my sphincter. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was chopping logs in the toilet. There, there oh, we go. Okay. Sideways swerve. But well, no. that's one way to end the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I do so recommend guys, go check out the toys that made us on Netflix. It's really, really interesting. Well, it's that time of the show, guys, where we are leading out and we're wrapping it up. I just want to encourage everybody, if you haven't checked out our Super Reviews Bright, we have kind of this new mm-hmm. production that we're doing called Super Reviews. Go over to digitalsouppodcast.com where you can find everything about us, including our bright article, and you can listen live right there, as well as in your favorite podcast player. Um, on digitalsuitpodcast.com, you'll find the links to all of our subscription areas, social media, and anything else that we threw on there, because we don't just use the site to automatically post our, our podcast. We just usually use it just to automatically post our podcast. <laughs> so, so quite often we're actually throwing together articles and doing some cool stuff. Say hi to us on social media, the Facebook. We've got a community group. Say hi to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit like or subscribe in that iTunes and uh, leave us uh, some feedback there if you wouldn't be so kind. So from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, all of you out there across the entire universe, we're talking... Oh. 
huge listenership here. Um, Stay safe out there. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. That's right. Take care, guys, and skull Vikings. Later, Gators. That's hey, you it. know what? One of the uses for that, what I would do is I would be like, Alexa, check my prostate. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's so many things you could it. do with an Alexa powered toilet. Can I pull I'm up serious. that? Can I pull up that text again and say I think I'm gonna puke again, Adam? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> oh no! Oh. All those texts are oddly appropriate still, yep. except for the final. What? Yes, we don't want that part. But <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's uh, uh, I want to tell you. Uh, like I said, we were five minutes behind the the live feed, mm-hmm. so we're all in there watching it. Now, the servers that were up front uh, uh, that didn't even care about the game, the, the game was over. They had seen their phones, and they saw who won, so they come back here, and they are, like, smiling behind us. I am sitting there. I, I, I'm the closest to the computer, you know, because it's my office. And uh, I have I have my hands, uh, my head in my hands. And I, one of the uh, people said, I think I'm going to have to give him a hug. It looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, I mean, we are on the edge of our seat. I mean, uh, every emotion, like you guys said earlier, uh, running a ramp, you know, just a rampant uh, range of emotions through the mm-hmm. last, you know, 10 minutes of physical time. And they're just sitting back there laughing because they know how it ends. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something, man. I loved it. I mean, it was one of the greatest, you know, if, if he would have fumbled that ball and, or if, uh, you know, uh, Marcus would have uh, you know, actually tackled him in bounds, mm-hmm. uh, it would have just been like the same old, same old, come on Vikes, you know, first round well, second round. Cause we had a bye. Right, right. <laughs> uh, second round of the playoffs were out, you know, to break my heart again, yep. like you always do. But you know, they pulled it out, and so we're like, greatest game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing how us uh, sports fans, how we can, you know, flip-flop like that. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't feel it was the greatest game, and I'm really nervous about Philly, even though their offense oh. isn't great, just because I think no. we've got – we suffered. If you were watching close, we had a few defensive players banged up pretty good. Yep. And that, that could mean trouble. This coming week, I mean, no. And see, and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Serendipity? No, what was his name? <laughs> Who? Uh, uh, Sugarloaf? What's his name? Who are you talking about? Sugarloaf. The the the, the one guy that got uh, uh, hurt and they he walked, but he oh, walked off. Oh, Sendejo. Yeah, there we go. Come on, Serendipity, Sugarloaf. You yeah, know what I'm he talking was, about here. He was unconscious on the field. Concussion ruled immediately, and so oh, he okay. he might but, not be back. But we were already. At that point, we were already losing when he went out, right? It wasn't because uh, he went out that no, all of a no. sudden. Yeah, it was, well, it might have been real close. I forget. Uh, so, I mean, we faltered in that second half. I mean, our defense was strong that first half. I mean, mm-hmm. it was killer. And it just faltered so hard in the second half. And, and then our offense, you know, was doing a little bit here or there, but it wasn't as, you know, bang, bang as the first uh, half. Right. But yeah, like like you said, Dave. I mean, as soon as that game was over, I looked over that one of the guys is a huge Eagle fan, but an Eagle fan his whole life. I said, "It's us now," right. and uh, you know it. That you know we get we got to travel for this game, and it's going to be played outside. It's going to be freaking cold. 
Uh, granted, we practice in the cold, but, you know, I say we like I'm out there with them. All right, guys, let's do this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but uh, all the games are played in U.S. Bank Stadium, you know, home games anyways. So, you know, they're not 100 percent used to this cold. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, I mean, how cold was it in in New Orleans? I didn't even see it in New Orleans. Fifty. That's what. Oh, no, we played. We played here. at US we Bank. were at the, home. Yeah. Yeah, so it was perfect. It was a, it was seventy degrees inside yeah. US Bank Stadium. So well, I guess we'll just see what happens. But yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a game, man. It's it's I just don't know. I'm gonna be watching on Hulu again. Uh, I'm gonna give a little shout out to Hulu. Uh, that's how I I'm watching these games here. You know and, that uh, uh, Yahoo right now through the playoffs, you can stream live through Yahoo also if you get completely the free. Yep, completely free through the Yahoo apps. Okay, I'll have to test it out because I I just did a seven day free trial of Hulu so I can get this week's games. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the most bizarre laugh ever. <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> 